All right, and we're rolling. Reporting live from Hilton Head Island, South Carolina. Welcome back, or welcome to Fun on Weekdays podcast. I feel like that intro right there could have been on like a sports network. Maybe I should reconsider my, my career. Okay, as I said, I am sitting in South Carolina. I have been here for a few days already. I am here with my family for my cousin's wedding. So congratulations to Alec and Lindsay Probalski. They just got married, I think two days ago, and I'm gonna be in Hilton Head for the next three days. And I'm just excited to spend some time with my family. I haven't been here since 2016. So when I graduated high school, it was my graduation gift. I wanted my whole family to come back here and be together because we grew up coming here with my mom's side of the family. Uh, my grandparents had a timeshare in Palmetto Dunes. So we would stay here the last week of July, first week of August, just as every other Midwestern family does. <laughs> I swear, everyone that vacations here is from like Ohio, Pennsylvania, or Michigan. It's just such a little like melting pot of Midwestern people. And when I was packaging orders uh, of my merch this past week, I saw so many people that ordered that were from South Carolina. So I felt like we had to kind of talk about Hilton Head a little bit because a lot of my childhood memories are here. And when I posted that I was coming here, it seems like a lot of y'all also grew up coming here too. So it's very interesting to be here as an adult. Um, I guess you really don't realize when you're a kid how prevalent the Frosty Frog is. <laughs> Guys, if you're coming to Hilton Head, you have to go to the Frosty Frog, you have to get one of those like giant alcoholic slushies, or you don't have to. If you don't drink, totally cool. It's quite contradictory for me because last week's episode was all about how you don't have to drink to have fun. But last night we did drink. My family got those slushies. We did a little sunset cruise. It was called Cheers Charters. And they just kind of went up like the bay as the sun was setting. Then we went to dinner at fish camp. And um, yesterday was really our first full day after the wedding. But uh, kind of just going into this week's episode, I've been looking forward to this little vacation because over the past couple of weeks, I've been very, very busy. And if you're new here, um, I just put out my first merch drop. Gosh, what do you even call it? A merch drop sounds so cheesy, right? It sounds so corny, like new drop. Uh, but I put out stickers, hats, and sweatshirts about a week and a half ago, and it sold out in a matter of hours, which was unbelievable. Seriously, still so thankful. A lot of people are asking about restocks. We're going to get into it later in the episode. But I decided to do everything myself this first time around. And I've been packaging thousands and thousands of orders, spending long nights at the office. Uh, my fingers are like numb at this point of just using packing tape and putting labels on stuff. And it's been super fun. But what I realized amongst doing all of this is just that I kind of forgot to stop and appreciate the moment. I was spending a lot of time on TikTok Live I was, as I was packaging orders, and there were a lot of people who were on the live that are also small business owners, and they're like, gosh, I would literally just sit here and cry as I was packaging things because I would just be so grateful. Like, this is such a dream come true to have like your first merchandise drop sell out in a matter of hours and be able to like do all of this and just be so grateful. And while I am so grateful, what I realized was I was just looking forward to like when it was done and it was like, okay, I have to get this done. I have to get this done. I have so much to get done before I go on this vacation for the wedding. And I knew that when I was here, I wanted to like actually be present and spend time with my family and be able to actually enjoy this vacation without thinking about 
oh, when I get home from Hilton Head, I have to do this and this and this. And upon that reflection, one of the things that I learned is that life moves faster and faster every single day. And from this point forward, it's just going to continuously move faster. And I don't think it's probably until, gosh, maybe retirement that we're going to get to that point because you know, in high school, you're just constantly looking forward to all the things that you have to do before you get to college. And then when you're in college, you think about all the things you have to do in order to set up a life post-grad. And then you get to post-grad and you're in this like weird stage and you're just thinking about all the things you have to do in order to advance or in order to have a social life or all of these things. You're just constantly looking towards the future that you really never stop to just take a moment and enjoy the present. And for that reason, I realized that we move faster to keep up with life. And when you continuously move faster, like I said, you forget to enjoy just the little things like sitting down and packaging a box of somebody who purchased an item because they support you and they believe in you and they wanted to show their gratitude for you by buying their merch. Like those little things are what truly makes life so special. Or we are moving so fast that we forget to share our gratitude with the people around us. We forget to tell them how much they mean to us. And we maybe we slack on our priorities and our time management because we're just moving so fast, constantly looking towards the future, trying to get everything done, trying to pack it all into the 24 hours of the day that we get, that we constantly think about everything that we have to do rather than what we get to do. And it truly is such a privilege that we get to do all of the things in our daily life, whether it's so minuscule, like you have to study for your finals, or you have to complete your senior capstone project before you graduate, or you have to search for jobs and apply to jobs, and you have to connect with people on LinkedIn. Maybe you have to go to a company work hour, or you have to do your training for your new job, or maybe you have to crate train your puppy, and you have to take your puppy to the vet. Maybe you have to call your parents. Maybe you have to go to a wedding over the weekend. Or maybe you have to record a podcast for the week. All of these things, when you think about it as you have to, you forget that you get to do all of these things. And when we're moving so fast, it's very, very easy to do that. When things are looked at as something that you have to do, I think you maybe lose a little bit of sense of gratitude and those things start to become more of a chore, I guess. So all of that to say, after the past two weeks, um, I have been moving so freaking fast. I mean, the merch sold out and then we also got a puppy, which I kind of talked about in the last episode. Um, And then we had the wedding in Hilton Head. Connor met my family and there was just so much to look forward to. And when it was all over so that I could finally breathe and not you know, worry about what's due and how much I'm slacking in other areas. But now that I'm here, the wedding is over. The puppy is at home with Connor. He actually left uh, last night. He left a little early because he's been helping me all week with all my merch stuff that he is behind on his work. So I have a few days here with my family alone to just spend some time with them. Um, And now that I'm just about done with all of my packaging, I realized that as hard as these past few weeks have been, I've learned so freaking much, arguably more in these past few weeks than I have in the past few months. So today's episode is going to be all about the recent lessons that I've learned. And the first one is kind of what I just talked about, is that life moves so fast that sometimes you forget to just stop and enjoy it. And you get so burnt out and so stressed out. So it's important to remember 
you're eventually going to get to that final destination and you don't have to do it. You get to do it. So what have I learned? I'm so glad you asked. The first one is a really, really big one. And as much as I sit here every single week and I give you guys advice, there are so many things that I struggle with in my personal life that I just choose not to put on the internet because I love opening up to you guys and I love giving all of the details about my life that I can, but some things are just better kept to myself. And so one of the things I've really been struggling with that I've learned a lot about in the past few weeks is just forgiveness. And without forgiveness, we live a life of resentment. You will look back on memories and people and words and actions, and you will just have resentment and you'll carry that with you throughout your whole life that eventually it'll snowball and you'll get to this point where you just have so much negativity in you that you need to let it out. And the only way to let it out is with forgiveness. So whether maybe you're holding on to a fight with a friend or a family member or a significant other, your words have weight. And we need to use those words to express our feelings because without telling people that they've hurt us, they truly will never know. And without us sharing our hurt with people, you're never going to get over it yourself. I know it's so easy to just assume that people know how we're feeling, but that's not always the case because what seems so clear to you is not always clear to other people because when you think about it, they're also moving so freaking fast that maybe something they said to you or maybe something that they did to you, it doesn't carry as much weight with them because they're just so you know, consumed with everything else they have going on. And it's on you to share with them what you've done to upset them so that they can correct it, they can apologize, and you both can move forward. Because without moving forward, you're going to be stuck in that place. You're going to be stuck in that mindset. And it's eventually going to drag down on you. And for me, to be completely honest with you, I've been kind of stuck in this like negative headspace, I guess. I've had a lot of anxiety building up over a situation that happened months ago. And I think more recently, especially as I've had more things going on in my life, I just realized that without letting all of this go, I can't excel in the other areas of my life because it's just in the back of my mind. So I really need to open up and as scary as it may be to express your feelings and maybe confront someone, which also confrontation doesn't need to be bad. Like why is there such a negative connotation with confrontation? It, it's not bad. It's truly just telling people how you feel, how they feel, understanding, empathizing, and moving forward. Because our words have so much weight, when, when you are upset with someone, something that I've learned is that you need to just take time to reflect to yourself about what those feelings actually are. Because in the moment, it may be anger, it may be hurt, it may be resentment, but if you take time to yourself before you say something to that other person, it's much more meaningful to truly get to the root of why you feel that way and you can express that rather than just going on a tangent of you did this, you did this and you know pointing fingers and everything. Just understanding that people make mistakes. People that you love make mistakes. Your closest friends, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your family, the people that you look up to. Everyone in this world makes mistakes. And it's up to us to grant them a little bit of grace, to give them some room for them to grow, but also to understand that you make mistakes as well. And that's something I've learned too, is just holding yourself accountable for those things and recognizing if you've hurt someone or you've said something or you've done something that has played an impact on how someone views themselves. Forgiveness is truly the root of living a good, happy, 
life, I would say, is just moving forward and not holding a grudge over anyone and understanding that it's your choice. If you want to hold that grudge, then you can. But forgiveness is a choice and you have to make that. All right, y'all. One of the most commonly asked questions that I ever get is how do you form a following on TikTok? How do you get your videos to go viral? How do you know what kind of content to post? Everyone basically on TikTok will tell you that it's really important to keep up with the trends and to participate in trending hashtag challenges, which y'all are in luck because Macy's is running their own hashtag challenge right now. They're my sole sponsor for Fun on Weekdays podcast, so I'm so excited to be sharing this with y'all. So basically what they want you to do is put on an awesome outfit, show your style, and use their branded effect with the hashtag Macy's Own Your Style. And then they're going to be picking a handful of people to be reposting their content so you'll be seen by millions. And also, some of them are going to be featured on New York Times Square billboards, which is literally insane. That's like a goal of mine someday. So use the hashtag and also tag me in it too. I'd love to see what you all come up with. If you need some help with some style tips, you can head over to macy's.com forward slash F-O-W. It has all of my favorite makeup products on there and a few of my favorite spring outfits as well. So as many of you know, I had a little bit of a falling out last fall. Um, It was online and it obviously opened a door for thousands of strangers to have an opinion about two people that they don't even know other than 60 second videos. And truly, the fight doesn't matter because it wasn't that that I was holding on to. I was so hurt that like I had hurt someone and I didn't know. And of course, when things are put online and people have an opinion, like you get upset because people you feel like people are attacking you. But that's the thing. People are always going to have an opinion. And it's up to you what opinions that you want to believe. So for a very, very long time, I was holding on to people's words as truth. Um, people would comment things online like her podcast sucks. She should get on Accutane like she has bad acne. It was also at the time that I was struggling really bad uh, with my acne. Um, she has the worst style I've ever seen. It's so horrible. She's not pretty enough. She's such a pick me girl. Uh, so and so doesn't even like her. She likes him so much more. All of these words, I was hanging on to them for so long that every time I was like feeling a little bit insecure, I would look back to those words and I would use their words to validate my feelings. And I would realize, oh, I should be insecure when I look in the mirror because somebody said that I'm not pretty enough. You know, and then I realized at the end of the day over these past few weeks, once I've given forgiveness to the situation, I've realized the only reason why I felt that way was because I was allowing myself to. When you hold on to people's words for so long, you start to believe them as the truth. And when you believe it as the truth, it really affects your self-esteem and your confidence. For a long, long time, for a few months, which is not that long in hindsight, but like when I look back to this period of my life, I really think that it kind of translates in my content too. I mean, for a little while, my podcast was, it was good, but I think more lately, I've had a lot more confidence in my podcast And I think part of that is because I look back to all of these comments that happened from like this fight and a lot of them said, oh, her podcast sucks. And then people would go online and they would write really bad reviews. And, you know, sometimes those words, they just they get to me so much. I let them bottle up. And then I realized. For a long time, I was blaming other people for making me feel bad about myself. Because after all, you know, they're the ones that are saying these negative things. 
But what I realized is that I let them say those negative things. I let their words hold weight in my life. I let what they said have weight in my life. I believed them. And so I held on to that resentment for so long and I just had this negativity hanging over my head. And it wasn't towards the friend that I had this falling out with. It was from the words of strangers that it came from that falling out. And the truth is, like, people have falling outs every day. You know, you think about college girls, girls in high school, girls in middle school, girls in post-grad, moms. Gosh, everybody in their life has not even necessarily a falling out with a friend, but an argument. You get into a miscommunication. Maybe you guys don't see eye to eye on something. And that's totally 100% okay. People are allowed to have differing opinions and people are meant to make mistakes. But when you don't grant them the forgiveness and you don't grant yourself the forgiveness to move on, you're going to be stuck on that forever. So I think truly I just needed a bit of time to myself to process my feelings. And I think also, too, I struggled a lot because I felt like I couldn't share my feelings online because, you know, that, that's how we ended up here in this situation. And so I internalized it for so long that it kind of started to consume me. But I realized that I needed to forgive myself for thinking negatively about myself rather than forgiving others who said those things. Because at the end of the day, people are always going to say things. But whoever's, my words matter more than a stranger's because they don't know me. They don't know my character. All they know of me is what someone else might say or a 60 second video or what I put on the internet. So it's up to me to forgive myself for thinking that and for believing them. And another thing too that I've learned is that forgiveness can come in so many different forms. It can be a text, it can be a phone call, it can be an invitation to hang out. It, it doesn't need to be formal. It truly is just a change of your mindset. And I think vocalizing that your forgiveness is truly the only way to move forward with yourself, with your friendships, with life, with your career, because when you hang on to that resentment, it really starts to affect all other areas of your life. And that's something I learned. And so recently, I've let go of that. I've had conversations with people around me that have hurt me, and I've let go. And I've hurt myself, too. Like, I think truly the biggest thing was I hurt myself because I was letting other people and their opinions about me affect how I thought about me. So forgiveness is something that I've learned just over the past maybe like month or two. Um, and I've really been able to move past that. And it's funny too, because people say, oh, you look so much happier and healthier. And I did say, um, maybe it's because I haven't been going out as much. I haven't been drinking as much. I think it's because I've just had a happier and healthier mindset as well, because I've been able to let go of some of that negativity and resentment that I've had by using forgiveness and my words and emotions and validating an experience that happened, but moving forward. <clears throat> so the next lesson that I learned is that you are capable of so much more than you believe. Life is only going to move faster and faster. We're inevitably going to be taking on more responsibilities and saying yes to more things, sometimes saying yes too often. But we say yes and we take on these things because we know deep down that we're capable of doing it. So what I've learned about this recently is sometimes you question your capabilities, but you only take things on because you know you can. So about two weeks ago when Connor and I got the puppy, 
uh, we brought Quincy home and things were so fun. He was so exciting. And we're kind of on this high of having a puppy that it wasn't until two or three days that reality set in and he's peeing and shitting everywhere and he's biting everything and he's ruining my blanket basket and he peed on my anthropology pillow. You know, reality started to set in that we started to question our capabilities and there was a moment of sadness, anger, self-doubt, regret. I don't know exactly the emotion to pinpoint, but there was a moment where I thought that like we made a mistake and I was like, I'm not capable of having a puppy right now. I can't do it. Like he would be so much better off with a family that's capable of loving him or that's capable of raising him in a better home situation or that's capable of spending more time with him. And I started to question my capabilities, but then I needed to take that moment to be in, to feel those things to really realize a few hours later once I had kind of cooled down and maybe the overwhelming feeling settled a little bit that I only committed to getting a dog because I knew I was capable. So when things start to pile up and you have these emotions and you're feeling stressed and you're feeling overwhelmed and there's lots going on, you do start to question your capabilities. And to that, I say, have that moment, feel what you feel, be upset, be angry, feel whatever you need to feel in that moment, but take a deep breath and realize that life is so simple. It's at the end of the day, you, you did it because you know you can, and you just need to get that feeling back, whatever it may be that helps you get there. I think in that moment, you kind of, you get to a breaking point and you believe that you took on more than you're capable of. But I think that there's so many excuses for why I thought that I wasn't capable of having a dog that had actually nothing to do with Quincy itself, but everything to do with myself. It was that moment of like self-doubt and just not thinking enough of myself. And maybe it was a little bit of going back to some of those comments who said negative things about me that I started to believe, you know? And I realized I am capable. Like I'm gonna give this dog the best life ever. He's the cutest little thing ever. And yeah, maybe I had like two hours that I was crying and I was like, holy shit, is it a return policy? No, I'm just kidding, don't cancel me for that. But for real, I think a lot of people take on responsibilities and other things and then you're really excited about it first, but then you just, you get to a point and you're like, oh my God, I can't do it. To that point, I say, yes, you can. You did it for a reason, believe in yourself and surround yourself with people that believe in you. As many of y'all know, it is officially wedding season. I'm here in Hilton Head for my cousin's wedding, as I said at the beginning of this podcast, but I know a lot of you have weddings coming up, whether you're in the bridal party, maybe you're invited as a guest or it's your family, or maybe you're invited as a plus one. It is such an exciting time. I always love weddings. Love is in the air. You feel good. You feel happy after you leave. But I also love an excuse to get dolled up. My favorite dresses to wear to a wedding are from ASTR, the label, Free People or French Connection. You can always find a good one. And they're all available at Macy's. And when it comes to shoes, y'all know Steve Madden is my go-to. I just wore a pair to my cousin's wedding the other day and I got so many compliments. And I was actually able to wear them all night without taking them off. And for makeup, ah, don't get me started on the makeup. 
All of my face products that I use every single day are also on Macy's. I actually put them all onto a landing page for y'all so you can find them easier. It's macy's.com forward slash F-O-W. And a lot of you guys have been noticing I've had a nice glow lately. And it's because of that. So go check it out and get everything that you need for the wedding. Whether you're getting dolled up yourself and you're going, maybe you also need a wedding gift. Perfect place for it. Macy's.com forward slash F-O-W. The truth of it is, is that nothing we do in life is too big of an undertaking unless you tell yourself that it is. If you tell yourself that you're capable and you truly believe that you are, then you will be. Let me be the person to tell you that and inspire you that whatever you think is too much in your life right now, you're capable of completing it. It might take a lot of hard work. It might take a lot longer than you wanted, but often the things that we are the most proud of in our lives are not easy. So push through it because it'll all be worth it at the end of the day, whatever it is right now that you're struggling with that you might think, I can't do it, I'm gonna give up, don't give up. Work really hard and as my necklace that I wear every day says, make it happen because you are capable. Okay, the third thing, you guys, that I have learned, and this is a really tough one that I've been trying to wrap my head around, is that priorities change. We're getting older, we're experiencing life in a different way, we are encountering different responsibilities, and there's gonna be new people, new activities, new things in your life that you need to juggle, and that's normal. Your priorities as you are experiencing these things are going to change and evolve. I talked about this a little bit in my last episode of you don't have to drink to have fun, is that my idea of what's fun has evolved. But also too, on the other side is your priorities evolve. And so all of our life, we're preached about having good time management. Well, what is time management? Everyone's like, oh, you need to balance your work and your social life and your family and your friends and your relationships, but also your personal interests. And you need to prioritize yourself. Well, to me, time management is temporary because every day there could be something new in your life that you're adding. It could be a new thing that you're taking on for work, such as merch or a Facebook group, or maybe you're trying to plan fun on weekdays events for people. Maybe you're taking on all of those things that you never were before, so there's new responsibilities. Or maybe with your family, maybe you have a trip coming up, or maybe you want to call them more often, or maybe you met a new friend and you wanna spend time with them and you wanna grow that relationship. Every single day, there's gonna be something new that you're adding on because as I said, life is moving fast and continuously every day, there's something new. So to me, when I say that time management is temporary, it's because when you're managing your time, you're managing your priorities. So when you add on these new things every single day, you're obviously gonna be thrown off your schedule because now you need to make new time for a new friendship or a new project you're working on or maybe a new hobby. Maybe you wanna take up yoging, <laughs> maybe you wanna take up yoga or kickboxing or you wanna to go to an art class. All of these things that you're continuously adding to your life are adding value to your life so you should make time for them but there's never gonna be a point where you finally get time management down to a T. And that was something really hard for me to understand because when I quit my job, I was definitely struggling with the time management aspect, right? Like my life and my career and everything is on my phone. So sometimes I just, I can't turn it off. And I finally recently got to a good place where I felt like I was managing things pretty, pretty good. You know, I was getting into the swing of things. And as soon as you think that you're getting to that point that you've got it all under control, life hits you and something else is added and so your time management is going to evolve as your priorities evolve as it should as it's supposed to so these past two weeks have been a huge test for me 
Um, as I said, for the past few months, I've been better at balancing my life and work. I finally got the hang of it. And then I was really confident that I had everything under control, that I could take on a new project, which was the merch. And then when the merch sold out in a matter of hours, I now had to relearn what time management looked like as I packaged 1,700 orders on top of my other priorities. But let me remind you too that you, I get to pack merch and I am capable of it if I change my priorities, if I evolve my time management, if I sit down and realize, okay, I'm capable of doing this, but I need to create time in my schedule and I'm gonna be off routine and it's gonna be normal for me to fall behind on some other things because a month ago, I was never putting this new responsibility into my time management plan. So whenever you do fall behind too, you can't get down on yourself because it's gonna take a little bit of time for you to be comfortable and confident with all of the things that you have to juggle. And is anyone ever truly perfect at time management? No, I mean, people, people will ask you for advice all the time because on the outside, it looks like you're doing such a good job, but on the inside, everybody's trying to juggle all these things and trying to balance life. That's just how it is. So the past few weeks, I've spent very long nights and long hours at the office trying to get things done before vacation on this wedding. And because of that, I started to slack a little bit in other areas. So I haven't been as active on the Facebook group. I haven't been as ac active on the podcast Instagram. I've been late to record episodes for the past two weeks. Like candidly, I'm sitting here on Monday and this episode is going live tomorrow. I try to do episodes like a week in advance because try to give my team a little bit of time to edit and get everything set up and make sure that it's perfect and ready to go. Um, and so it's really easy to get hard on yourself and to think about all the things that I haven't done. And it's so much easier to think about the things that you haven't done than it is to think about all the things that you have done. When you realize that you actually haven't been slacking at all, you may have been slacking a little bit in relation to your previous priorities, but now that you've added a new priority, you aren't slacking, you're just adjusting. It takes a while to get back into that routine that you're confident in. So if you haven't found it, don't worry at all. It's eventually going to come, but you can't expect it to come. You have to put in the work towards it. So for me, I try to time block my day. And you know, obviously every day is a little bit different. So whether that's 9 a.m. to 10 a.m., I'm getting up, I'm getting ready. I'm gonna go get a coffee. I'm gonna get my day started, take Quincy out to pee so he's not peeing on the couch when I'm gone. And then 10.30, say I go to the post office and I'm picking up packages and I'm dropping some off, I'm getting boxes. And then I sit down at 11 a.m. and I'm saying, okay, I'm gonna get X, Y, Z done today. And then I can leave once all of those things are done. Okay, so y'all don't know this, but I just took like a break from recording for a minute because my camera died and I needed to charge it for a minute. So as I was doing that, I was going through my phone, you know, catching up on DMs, whatever. And I come across this DM from a girl who says, I'm sure you know about this site, right? And she sends me a link to Fun on Weekdays merch. It literally has my name on it, like Jenna Palak's Fun on Weekday merch. It's on like T-Chip or something. And they're selling my merch, but like a knockoff design of it. And so then I was just so frustrated and I started posting about it. And as I was posting about it, people were sending me more and more links. So um, you guys don't know this obviously because I just, like the episode is gonna be you know cut down and edited. So you won't even know that I was just gone for an hour. But over the past hour, I've been Googling myself and there's so many fake merch accounts right now, like people that are just selling my name and my product and it's not me. So I know this is like a little disclaimer within the episode, but I just wanted to let y'all know <laughs> um, that 
the only merch that is actually mine is truly only from my website, which is funonweekdays.com. I have not restocked merch yet, but I guess apparently all of these websites they're trying to sell my merch makes me realize that I need to restock ASAP and figure out how the hell to get a lawyer. But anyways, I just wanted to let you all know because I'm like freaking out right now and I don't even know if I can go back to the episode and like my normal mindset. So here we go. Release all the negative energy, Jenna. (laughs) Okay, so the fourth thing that I've learned recently is that saying no is not a bad thing. And this comes all the way back to prioritizing, which I just talked about, is I found more confidence in saying no to things, whether that's meeting up with my friends when I really don't have the time to, or saying no to going out when I really just don't feel like it, or saying to no to events that just don't fit into my schedule, saying no to brand deals that don't align with my values. Saying no is not a bad thing at all because it makes all of your yeses that much more powerful And it's easy to want to say yes, of course, right? Like you have the fear of missing out or maybe there's a really fun opportunity that's presented to you or maybe you haven't seen some of your friends in a while or maybe somebody needs help and you want to be a good person and you want to say yes. But sometimes saying yes all the time makes it that much harder to say no and people just expect you to say yes. So when you start to say no, you're setting boundaries for yourself And over time, as you continue to say no, you continue to kind of make your boundaries more clear and lean into what you do and don't have time for. And truly setting these boundaries, it doesn't mean that saying no makes you boring or that you don't care about people. It shows that you care about yourself and you're committed to saying yes to things that serve you. It doesn't mean that you're being selfish at all. So don't feel guilty when you say no. Say say no as like powerful as confidence in yourself because when you commit time to yourself by saying no to things you're better able to give meaningful time to the people that you care about when you do say yes saying no is something that i've always struggled with and i think more recently as i take on more types of like projects and side things that I'm working on and putting my energy towards, I've realized that I have to say no. And it got to a point that like I was kind of forced to because if I did say yes, then I would fall behind on everything, which is kind of ironic because as I said in my last lesson that I learned that falling behind is not always bad. Um, But saying no can just, it can really kind of level you if that makes sense. And that's something that I really learned in the past couple of weeks just trying to reprioritize my time and see what yeses and nos fit into my life. Number five, and this is actually the last thing that I've learned, is that you can't accomplish everything on our own. We are only one person. I am very guilty of overcommitting. Like I said, I, I always let the yeses pile up. And then now all of a sudden, I'm committed to an entire week full of events and I give no time to myself. And so I am also a little bit of a control freak. I like to do everything myself um, just because I know that I'm going to do it the way that I want to. My managers will attest to this. Like they always tell me that I need to let people take things off my plate and accept help. And it's, it's really hard to do that. But when I think about like the long term longevity, that's the word I was looking for. I need help. And it's a lot easier to give help to other people than it is to accept it. So over these past few weeks, I have been trying to get a lot better at that. Um, One thing that I've realized is that without accepting people's help, 
I will never reach my full potential. I can only do so much on my own. I need people around me that understand me, that want to help me reach my goals, that are actually gonna help me get there. Having help is not a bad thing either. It doesn't mean that you can't do it alone because you can do it alone, but sometimes you can just do it better together. And doing things with other people also teaches you more about teamwork and communication and how to give your trust to another person. Doing the merch on my own this time around was definitely very telling of the kind of person that I am currently and the kind of person that I need to be in the future if I want this to sustain over time, right? Because of course I can do one order on my own. It was the first one, super exciting. You know, I can knock it out in a couple of weeks and get it done. But if I wanna continue merch over time and I wanna keep being able to put this into y'all's hands so you can wear it out wherever you're going, if you're meeting someone new, you're having fun on weekdays, if I wanna continue to do that, I need to eventually accept help, whether that's hiring someone, finding an intern, you know, having people around me. I had so many friends that were like, Jenna, if you need any help, like, let us know. We'll come to the office and help you package for a day. And as much as their help would have been like so nice, I just couldn't get myself to accept it. And I don't know why. Like, I don't know why. If it's because I am a control freak or if it's just because maybe in the back of my mind that by accepting help, I consider myself uncapable, but that's not it. Because if you go back all the way to one of my first lessons I learned is that you are capable. I am capable to do it on my own, but I'm more capable to complete it faster, more efficient, and probably better with teamwork. So I've really struggled with the idea for the past month or so about the longevity of fun on weekdays. You know, do I want to keep doing merch? If I can sell out my merch with my logo on a piece of clothing that's not actually mine, why shouldn't I just make my own product? You know, and then at that point, what if I start my own actual brand? And it doesn't even have to be tied to fun on weekdays. It's not merch. Maybe it's something else. Maybe it's bathing suits. Maybe it's sweatpants. Like, who knows? Um, so I've been thinking about that. And then if I want to start my own brand, which I've always said that I wanted to do, I can't do that alone. I need to hire a graphic designer, a fashion designer, someone that can help me with the marketing while also keeping on top of all of my other tasks. And so that's the thing, great companies and great initiatives have, may have like one person behind it that may have ideated you know, the idea in the start of the brand, but they withstand the time by having people work together towards the same goal. So all of this is to say that I've been reflecting on what I want this podcast to be. Do I want more community Facebook groups? Do I want citywide meetups? Do I want more merch? Do I wanna start a clothing line? Do I want an office? And when I think about all of these questions individually, the answer is so simple. Obviously, yes, I would love all of that. But together, when I ask all of these questions, it's not feasibly possible. I'm one person, I can't do all of that. I need to lean on people, I need to trust people. I need to give up a section of my control and find people that understand me and appreciate my values and also value the same things that we can all try to reach the same goal because that's the thing is people want to help you reach your goals. They don't want to take away from it. And I think for me in the past few weeks, I've realized that you truly are stronger in numbers. And so at this point I have to plug Connor because I literally would not be able to do a single part of the merch without him. I mean, he helped me build the Shopify website 
and like learn all the logistics of that. He helped me package everything. He helped me with all the labels. He helped me with the manual labor of taking everything to the post office. Like if I did not accept his help, I don't think I would, I, well, I know that I would have been able to do it because I'm capable, but it probably would have taken me way longer. I would have made way more mistakes, which mistakes are good because you learn from them and I would be able to forgive them and move forward and, you know, do something different in the future. But truly having people that you can lean on and being okay with accepting work or accepting help doesn't mean that you're any less strong. It actually, I think, makes you stronger that you're willing to put your ego aside and accept help. So maybe I'll do a summer internship. Maybe I'll hire an assistant. Who knows? I think at this point um, I'm on this vacation and I'm just going to take the next two days to just like chill out, hang out with my family and really think about what comes next because there's no timeline. There's no rush. There's nothing that I need to just get done right now. And so I'm just going to take some time and who knows if I am hiring someone then you will know because I will post about it and if I haven't posted about it then I'm probably not but until then y'all can keep up with everything that I've you know been up to and all my life lessons and everything that's happening with fun on weekdays every Tuesday my podcasts are on Spotify Apple and you can watch them on YouTube if you enjoy listening to these please if you have the time and the love in your heart to leave me a nice review. I would so appreciate it. And um, going back to the merch, if it's not from funonweekdays.com, it's not mine. So do with that information what you will. And that's the end of this episode. I hope you all enjoyed it. Maybe a little shorter than usual, but I think it's a good one. So I will talk to y'all next Tuesday. I'm going to go get my suntan on.